Hello, everyone. I'm Michael. And I'm Casey. And welcome to Put That Record On. Joining us today, we have a special guest again. Friend of the pod, the coolest middle child, co-conductor of the love train, a proud proponent of picking pretzels out of potty mix, and the man who would ship me and James, except he already shipped himself with James and ran aground in the Suez Canal, Paul. Hello, everybody. They kept me out of the Titanic Rising review. They kept me out of a normal album review, but I've been unleashed for this one. Uh, this week was spinning Random Access Memories by Daft Punk, their fourth and final uh, studio album from the year 2013. So please join us around the record player, sit back, and enjoy. I'm going to move past you saying that Paul's the coolest middle child, <laughs> mainly because I know you're right, but like, it still mean... hurts. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually didn't register that until it's like, wait a second. It's like, wait, wait to just like insult your co-host. Back I, th- I, thought it, I, I thought about that the other night, and I put that part of the intro in my notes, but not in the Ouch. Just to hide it. Yep. Casey, I'm pretty sure you're cooler than me in most ways, so let me have this one. <laughs> We have our talents. We <laughs> we have our, our sub, our, our, our areas we fall into. I appreciate that, even if it's a lie. That's fine. <laughs> middle child fight. Middle child fight. <laughs> middle children don't really do that. No, we need to band together. I am the glue that holds this family together. It's exactly. Mm-hmm. Who, <laughs> middle child is just a fancy way of saying mediator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other ones have the strong personalities, not me. <laughs> Yeah, we wanted to talk about this one, I think. I hold parts of it in the um, over-the-top review we were talking about. Uh, I referenced this album a couple times. And then I wanted to listen to it because um, Daft Punk announced that they were ending like a month ago or so on like a m- Monday. And everyone was sad, um, including us. So I was like, we're not going to have a new Daft Punk album to review. So we might as well take a moment to listen to this one. Um, and it, it'll be a nice like... We, we've been wanting to talk about uh, some older albums. We've been doing a lot of new albums, and we will continue to do new albums. So uh, 2013 is our oldest album. I, I don't want to take too much time with this, but how I ah, first like started listening to this record, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, it was close to the end of my freshman year, and for some reason, just in my dorm hall, the halls were covered in carpet. One time while my friend was getting a drink... I did something to instigate him. He chased me. I was in flip-flops, so I fell and got rug burn on my ankle. And uh, with it being like where my sock was, even with a band-aid, the band-aid ripped off. It got infected. That was around when I came home uh, back for summer vacation. And along with medication, I had to soak my foot like an hour or two a day. Michael, you actually sent me, I believe, the <laughs> flak files. <laughs> And I had nothing better to do while I was soaking my foot, so I listened to it, and it was history after that. It was one of the very few albums that my, like, entire friend group universally listened to and was excited for when it came out. And there weren't many of those in college. When you have, like, five bangers, like, at least, (laughs) in one album. (laughs) Exactly. My music community was, like, everyone is, like, a huge Daft Punk fan. Um, even before, like, I know a lot of people who actually didn't know much about Daft Punk until, like, they would get lucky. Um, Me. 
<laughs> but like that like i remember like even before this album came out like people had like the discovery vinyl um because that was my kind of friend group and like we'd go over to people's house like you go over to a friend's house and they put the discovery vinyl on and people are like you've got the discovery vinyl you're cool because uh, <laughs> again those those are my that's my friend circle there so when this album came out like we just all just we all listened to it and we all loved it and we all discussed it and like I said, I, I don't know of many albums in college. I think we bo- everyone bonded over the Foo Fighters Wasting Light album and this one. Th- those are the two that stick out to me. I was like, everyone was just like in and ready for this album. And yeah, it was, <laughs> I think I listened to it like every day for like 50 days straight. Oh, yeah. It... Do we do we tell them about the gift that you always send me when you oh. <laughs> when you play it? You send that at least sometimes twice or three times a day in the beginning <laughs> in the beginning and i have it's the uh it's from scrubs it's those the love train gif um and i send that i send that gift to paul every single time i listen to the album um and will continue until i forget one day because of alzheimer's so <laughs> yeah it's very important that that gift gets sent that it is acknowledged that we are listening right now to random access memories um <laughs> Yes, and he did send it today for his final listen through, as expected. And yesterday, and the and day yesterday. <laughs> I said, "Don't think I just listen to the album secretly and don't send you that." Oh no! Like even just over the years, you know, I don't have all the messages between you know getting and having different phones and not backing up stuff. But you know, random times throughout like 2017, like you just send me like just you know once every couple months, you just send that gift, and I knew because it sounds really good so right. i'm i'm gonna just just to interrupt not interrupt but my i hadn't i hadn't listened to this album really prior to this. yeah i really? i mean what yeah no i hadn't <laughs> um and well that's the thing michael i have not been an album listener this is not that has that's not true. been a part of my <laughs> my music experience okay that that was a more recent development, and by that I mean post twenty thirteen. Mm. So I I hadn't, but I had heard a good half of the songs on it because, as I mentioned before, there's some <laughs> there are like I don't even know I didn't count four or five songs off of this album that like were regularly played. Yeah, places. Yeah. So there I, were five singles, I believe. Yeah, and they and they were all you know fantastic, and people really liked them. So I heard those. So even though I hadn't listened to the album as an album, I I had heard stuff. But it's funny because um, Instant Crush, which is on this album, spoiler, um, came <laughs> on. People didn't know this. <laughs> if you didn't know, just to inform you, Instant Crush. Um, I was in the car with my sister, and she was like, "Wow!" She was like, "Yeah, this is a this is a good song. Like, this is really good." I was like, "Hey, let, let, listen, to, let's listen to the album." And she was like, "Okay." She was DJing. And she was on her phone. So she put it on. And I didn't realize that this was random access memories. I didn't realize that we were going to be discussing it. Um, but what I also didn't realize was she had it on shuffle. No! Oh, no! <laughs> no. <laughs> so she started it. And those, those dang Zumos and shuffle, they just can't listen to anything the normal yeah, way. Yeah, well, I mean, she's a playlist person, she's a Zumo. I think the track order, we, it was three, seven. No. You're killing 13. me. 13. <laughs> this is the last one. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and we shut it off. <laughs> we were both just not vibing with that track order. I like track three, I'm, I'm, and we'll get to them. But yes. seven and then 13, after you started with Instant Crush and you were like, ooh, let me listen to the rest of this. <laughs> no. Very different. And yeah, yeah, we, we went to Animal Crossing Lo-Fi after that. <laughs> I think it's a good point. We talked about it last week, and we talked about it a few weeks. Last week, you could have shuffled and never known anything. Mm -hmm. The nice thing with this album is if you shuffle, <laughs> it is wrong. It is wrong. Oh, yeah. It, it wasn't good. <laughs> it means that in Odo, it's really good. And hence, I, I think the Odo of this album, it's not on topics, but the Odo of this album, the sequencing of it, is perfect. There was no other Odo that I would want any of these songs. They work so well at, through and through, like... It's exactly what each one should be. There's some like cool history and like things that we'll get to when we get to a couple so of the songs and like even for like the placement of them, which. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about some of that because without knowing, I didn't do a lot of research on this album. Um, like I saw the lyrics for the songs that had lyrics as sparse as they were, but I never like looked at the meanings because I just like to find my own. But there were definitely a couple that. I kind of wondered why. It's not that it sounded bad, like a bad order, but I thought, why does this... You might know what I'm talking about. I think, yeah. why is this one track sandwiched between these two tracks? Maybe you know which one I'm referring to, but we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. But before we get to any of that, uh, we do need to discuss the album cover. The album cover is very clean, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty minimalist, just like most other Daft Punk album covers, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Discovery was very simple. Um, black back, like, I think it's, they've all really been, like, just black background, the helmets, and then I like the, the random access memory font is very, like, very pleasing. It is. In the corner, the way that... It looks like, it, it looks like an autograph. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Like, it's very, it's very pleasing. Um, like, I, I like everything about the, the cover. It's just, like, it's so simple. <laughs> like, not much going on, but... It's just, it, it works really well. You've got, it's, it's the helmets, half and half. It, it's real good. Yeah, if you didn't know they were a duo before, now you do. <laughs> like, uh, I, I honestly forget their regular names, but <laughs> both of them, uh, they contribute, like, you know, it's pretty much just an even split. And there's not, like, one, like, some, you know, the bands, like, the singer is the, the person that gets the publicity. But mm -hmm. not with these two. In fact, they're pretty mysterious because they always wear the masks. Man, I guess there are more parallels. I forgot about the... I, I was saying Twerp... Ma I mean, Twerp's got all the masks, too. So, I mean... Well, the helmets. Yeah. There's, 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 there's parallels. So that's all I got to say on the cover. Um, it'll be a fun one for Casey to draw. I, yeah, it's, it's not a person's face, so I'm good. <laughs> and, spoiler, this, uh, this album will be rated above a three, so you actually have to try. Yes, yeah. <laughs> wow. Because so by the time sad. you're listening to this, you'll have seen what I drew for the last one. <laughs> I haven't drawn it yet. So, hey, it's going to be bad. <laughs> I'm determined. You're going to spend the most time on that one just because you're going to try to make it explicitly bad. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm scared. You're not entirely wrong. <laughs> I think my first, my first topic of this it's just like this album is immaculate and i just want to warn people like when i said i've listened to it for a hundred like hundreds of times i mean the thing one album like album of the year at the grammys like 
it is known that this album is really good. So we'll be not we'll not be viewing it till like for discovery, but we're just reviewing it for like we wanted to. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. it goes to say like the production, the sounds, the instrumentation, every single aspect of this album is almost perfect. Yes, and it for me, I don't know for you because you listen to it so much, but every time I listen to it. If I, I, I like to listen to it, especially when I go on walks or if, um, I'm not doing something else because I want to focus on it. And mm. every time there's some new tidbit just of the production choice or just an instrument like I didn't hear, like kind of that's barely there, but it's audible. And yeah, it, every time there's a little something new, it could be the smallest thing, but I'm like, hey, that's kind of nice. Yeah. And, that, and I think that goes to like, this is it was a band that released four albums they and their last album before this if you aren't counting the tron soundtrack was like 2005 or 2006 in that area so it's like they released like one album every (laughs) five to seven years throughout their career which means they put so much effort into each one of these songs um and really thought about all those little details yes that's just a that's a heads up like we 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 like the stonk, basically. Yes. And, I mean, there are definitely going to be a couple tracks where I say, like, if you're listening to this podcast, go listen to the song right now. Pause and listen <laughs> pause, right pause now. Pause and listen. And honestly, that's not bad advice for, like, this show. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did that especially with the uh, normal album. You guys were talking about it, and I was like, ooh, I kind of want to <laughs> listen to that song now. Yeah. Yeah, it helps, like, we want to, like, discuss it. We don't want you to be like, I don't want to listen to the album. I just want to listen to the pod, unless it's Lana's. In which case, just listen to the pod. Don't listen to the album. <laughs> um, but every other one, usually it's like, it does you a lot of good to listen to the actual album. And <laughs> if you want to listen to our takes about it, then yeah, go ahead. And then my only other topic was this. It's the same with, I mean, it almost falls in the same category of the album being immaculate. Is the whole album is just a groove. Like, it is so, so groovy, so, like, so danceable so like rich so the whole and the whole thing just it has this vibe that is unmatched by like any other album that i have listened to and i think paul you mentioned it's like you want to just put it on when you're like walking or something it's like and you can just listen to it like i think there are so few albums that are like that precisely like their own thing like there's no other album i can put on that i feel like gives random access memories like a run for its money in terms of like this sound like this is the only album that has this like vibe going on for me so it it holds a special place for me <laughs> yeah there's i would say i'm not a huge um electronic person this is actually one of the few more electronic albums i like there's one more which i'll talk about soon because one of the tracks reminds me of their work there are probably two albums and I, th- I think I like this one a little bit better, but there are really only two that are at this level for what this type of album is. Yeah, and this, this album was also special because the first 12 songs in this album actually do not use any um, purely electronic instruments. It is all like analog stuff. Um, that was one of the things they wanted to do on this album was move away from the, the, the harder electronic sounds that were definitely very pre- prevalent during this time era. I'm thinking like the Skrillexes and oh the Dead Mouse and all that that house scene was really popular during this time and that was highly electronic whereas this was stripped back and it uses 
very like acoustic instruments and analog instruments and just creates this classic sounding disco funk space that is not riddled with like the hard electronics that even some of their earlier work was like pioneering in 1997 around the world was like pioneering this electronic house sound whereas here they really stepped back on that for 12 of the 13 tracks i don't actually have any topics and themes i agree with the grooviness because that that's what stands out to me more than anything was the pretty much the whole time i'm just sitting there doing the little head bop like yep i want to listen to this but it's not all the same thing. It's got groove, no. a consistent groove, but it changes. And and I'm not saying changes in like, oh, there's just all these abrupt cuts or anything. It's like, no, there's a different style, slightly different style of groove, a different sound, a different mood, even though it's still groovy. And I think every song stands alone in that aspect. Um, like each one has its own character and works together really well. And it's why they can't be shuffled. <laughs> No, no, you, as I said before, you, you shuffle this album and you throw track seven and track 13 back to back. And that's not, that's not groovy. (laughs) (laughs) I did listen recently, uh, yesterday to this album in reverse and not, not the worst. Like I obviously prefer the order they have it in, but I'll, I'll get to why I did that later. Starting with track 13 is a trip. (laughs) you gotta end with track 13 you really (laughs) yeah we'll get to it we'll get to my thoughts on 13 (laughs) (laughs) oh boy Uh, casey doesn't like loud things no i don't (laughs) oh no it's i i it's it's okay it's she doesn't she just doesn't like loud loud scratchy high-pitched things i don't she has baby ears i have sensitive ears (laughs) um so yeah uh that's that um we can move on to some tracks. Um, the first track on this album is Give Life Back to Music. Talk, talking about um, correct placement, it is the perfect intro to this album. Like, the way that they just, it just comes in very strong. Like, you know what you're getting into immediately. And you have this intro moti- motif that they hit a few times in the song. I think it's just like, it's a really great way to introduce this album. It's, it's catchy it's funky it's it's groovy like you know again you, you know what you're getting into and like for there's not much of a story to the album but like part of the story is this idea of trying to bring you know music is basically not dead but it's like trying to bring some of this stuff back right you want to give life back to music there's other things in here it's just like kind of referencing like music is the same when we want to like make music like more fun and danceable again which goes to that like electronic music taking the electronics out of it and just making it more authentic, right? It does a great job on all those fronts. Yeah, I mean, I didn't do a lot of analyzing any of the lyrics. So I, I'm more focused oh, on the no. soundscape. But even the soundscape is, it gets you ready for, well, there's a lot of guitar in this album. Wasn't uh, Niall Roger who did the he, guitar? He, yes, Niall Rogers did. Um, he was present for some of these songs I I don't remember exactly which ones, but I I think definitely this one, like Lose Yourself to Dance and stuff. Like the ones where you hear the guitar, like being really groovy. Nile Rogers was involved with that. And he, of course, was huge during the the era of music that they are calling back to. 
this the the funk and disco. Yeah, and this um only one part of this song uh reminds me of it, but that group I was talking about with that album that's kind of up here. Um it's an album oh I forget what year it came out. It was early two thousands, uh by the Avalanches called ah, the Since I Left You. And it's uh this first track reminded me of them a lot because the build up you hear right before like the background voices kind of like talking in the background so you get a taste of track three with that too and i, I kind of wonder how much they were inspired by that album because that is also a classic electronic album oh it's it's quite possible like i mean artists listen to other artists in those spaces and like take ideas because that's how the genre grows so i'm sure they they will like they, they, they. I mean, if it was, if it's a classic, they probably also viewed it as classic and w- would take take a couple uh, ideas here and there. What's funny is I'm a comparison I drew slightly is in a couple songs to an artist. Um, the Who? No, no. Spoiler. I don't. I none of this reminded me of Bob O'Reilly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are like uh, I'll, I'll bring them specifically up when we get there, but like the album I reference is from 2016. So I'm like, I wonder if y'all took something from this. <laughs> I, maybe. Again, this, this was out. This was album of the year. So everyone yeah, like, heard this someone, one. Someone heard it. Like they definitely heard it. I, and yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. But yeah, I thought that is, that is neat. <laughs> yeah. This, this album had a, a ripple effect just because Daft Punk was such a force in, in the genre. And so when the, the band at the top of the genre does something completely different, a lot of other bands are like, oh, okay, we're also going to do stuff a little different now. I mean, they used a lot of, uh, what was it, probably like 70s and 80s sounds, I would imagine. Kind of, that's kind of what this record's built on, but they really brought it into the future in more ways than one. Yeah, this idea of, um, <laughs> the, the way I like to, I think it was described perfectly, an album that we're actually going to talk about in like three weeks' time. Um, the future nostalgia album um i think that that's a great way to describe something like this of like here's this classic music and we don't want to like exactly replicate this classic music we want to bring the classic music into the future and what would that music sound like in 2013 or in 2020 or oh now and like because that's how you how music grows is like you find elements that work and you don't want to only stick in those elements you don't want to just write 80s music forever but you don't want to like say oh we can't use anything from the 80s anymore like it's like okay people really like dancing they didn't like the whole disco scene hence disco died but they liked some of the disco so let's bring some of those elements into this music and make it fun make it electronic make give it the daft punk sound that people love hence why daft punk was so big and then people will love those old sounds because daft punk is the one kind of producing new versions of it yeah i agree and i think it could this album could probably have come out in 2030 and sound modern and even still futuristic at that time despite going back to the 70s and 80s yeah it's it's got it all you're right it almost has a timeless feel it it caught me off guard seeing when this came out and i knew it because i knew when these songs came out (laughs) it doesn't sound old i don't i i don't put it into a decade no you could not point this as like this is 2013 because 2013 had a sound and it was not this 
Yeah, I feel like for elect for electronic music, especially especially the sound the the shelf life of that sound that like you said house and those pure like pure synthesizers not that long i mean 2013 was harlem shake like that was like a thing (laughs) around this time Mm -hmm. you're right (laughs) that's painful to think about i'm sorry that was a that was a big deal back in the day um and that did not that didn't last long that wouldn't work that wouldn't vibe well with the tiktokos it would not. I my only other couple points were there was a nice little groove at one twenty with some bass, which is really nice. And then you already mentioned the guitar, but the guitar on this is so fun. It's just yeah. like the grooviest, just pe- like fun guitar throughout the song. The the funk changes. I have a point uh, a note at three fifteen. I it, the funk changes slightly, but it in a way that it almost feels even more. Smooth. It's it's even groovier because the it's lyrics even groovier, have like yeah. the lyrics have like ended and it's just like it's more like an outro groove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really love that trail off. Um, I'm not usually one who loves trail offs that last for. I mean, this one isn't super long compared to some other songs that exist, but I like this one. It just I was ready for that next song. It's like, come on, hit me. And hence, there's no transition from Give Life Back to Music to the second track, which is Game of Love. But the energy that you started Give Life Back to Music with has tailed off and you're into a softer, just jam funk, which when you get to Game of Love, works because now Game of Love is a much softer feel. So you trans- it wasn't a transition that was right in the song, but like energy level transitions perfectly into Game of Love. Yes. I mean, they do throughout this album. Again, they, they sequenced it really well, and the, the energy on ends of songs matched the starts of other songs really well. I already mentioned it, but track two is Game of Love, and it has the soft the soft feel. This is the first of a, a couple songs that um, are Daft Punk-led vocal, more traditional lyrical pieces. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Well, this one the most reminds me of 808s and a heartbreak by kanye mm. uh it's not it's less raw because i'm pretty sure kanye did not do that many takes and like, the beat is just very basic because he was more emotional this one's definitely more cool and collected you know this, this whole album is kind of like like cyborgs are singing which is a really cool effect given the genre but it just reminded me of that a lot uh i don't know what they use for the voice modulation is it like a vocoder or i don't know like what people do but yeah yeah I, i'm not sure but i think what one of the things that i noticed when i was listening to it was the the robot the robotic talking works so interestingly well with the very acoustic backed music because usually if you have that electronic vocal it's behind electronic music so having something like game of love where it is you could sing a normal vocal behind it and it would just you just say it's a normal song but having that electronic bit and knowing it's daft punk knowing the electronic history it provides this uh, contrast that just sounds so good i really like this one you talked about it being softer and what makes this one different is not only that it is just the softer sound um i liked that there was like the floaty echoey kind of note notes that were happening over the funk 
which contrasted it and I felt like those fit well with the vocals and you know helped round everything out and make it but it's really neat that you have that funk there but you recognize this as a softer piece yeah there were like slides in the background like around the 52nd mark and like all those soundscape elements where I mean, there's soundscapes out this album, but yeah, in here, because it's softer, you, you do notice the soundscape more. And I, like you said, I think that matches the robotic vocals. It's like, there's, there's bits and pieces where you're like, okay, this is still like the future. This is still, this isn't completely an acoustic piece, right? All of these songs, I think, are best heard with headphones, just especially with the panning um, mm-hmm. and just... <laughs> the very small tones that you can barely hear. This one especially, it doesn't sound that complex without headphones, like the backing instrumental, but then you put your headphones on and it's like, it's like he said, like the echoiness, it's kind of dancing between your headphones. It's beautiful. The production on this album is just stellar. And you, the better the headphones you get, the more attention you give the music, the better it gets. 100%. Yeah, there's a lot of nice little the piano and synth just sounds like things at ends of lines and of verses just just to give it a little life and then the bass and the drumming throughout this it's just like it's very groovy it is it's not like super funk but it's just like it's there and it's real good yeah kind of like like you and casey said the funk does not leave no matter how (laughs) how kind of croony the vocals are the funk is still there it's it's always there they they had some good musicians that they brought in to do that to do that work. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed with the roster of this thing. When I looked more like the who who the credits of all the songs, like wow, but like they they could bring in whoever they wanted to bring in, and they sure did. <laughs> Yeah, but um, this track, Giorgio, or by Mordor, it is, I believe, the longest track on the album. Yes. And it's it's one of a couple, there's not a lot of anything vocal going on, and you can't really call them lyrics because it's mostly spoken passages, which we'll get into because I think, um, I did I did look a little more into this song, and I think it's kind of cool just what they did with it. Yeah, I... I really like the way it starts off with that life story in a restaurant scene. Like you, you could they could have gone many ways with it, but having bringing him in because he, you know, he's part of this scene that really brought electronic music to life, and that's what he's talking about. Which again matches the context of this album of like bringing life back to music, talking about the history of how the sound started and how we want to bring some of the elements back. I absolutely adore it. And I'm not, I've said it before, I don't, I'm not someone who likes spoken words, I guess, in my lyric, in my songs, but this is different. It it was almost like an interview clip, and it was really neat hearing the history. One, I also just liked listening to him speak, but he, you know, he'd mention elements that were brought in, and then I'd, like, start to try to listen for them in the music itself, and it's not the whole time. It's like you get the intro of it. And then it goes into some of the best funk on the album, in my opinion. (laughs) The way he tells the story, like, I love that A, it's in a restaurant. I think that makes it sound more interviewee because it sounds like you guys just, everyone just sat down at a table at a restaurant and everyone just started listening to him. 
I like that they set up the groove behind the track, but at the same time, while it's spoken, his delivery of the story matches the groove. So there are parts where he will pause for three or four seconds, where they are pausing, the, the end of one section of the groove is ending, and they're starting another one. So it's still a little lyrical in the way that it's presented. And then I like the part where it's like, he starts talking about, the click track of how that yes yes I, that's in my notes <laughs> and then and then it moves into a click track i knew i needed a click so we put the click on the 24 track which then was... and then the song goes from there and i it's just like it's you could have messed up how that whole sec- section of music because it's like almost two minutes of like that section but you don't notice that is that is two minutes like it just sound it is so well done how they incorporated this into the song. Yeah, Michael knows that I am not a huge fan of really long tracks, and this one does not feel long to me. Um, we'll get more into like the meat of the song, but it's because the progression from kind of the main like synth line that's going on, like they add stuff and then take away, and then it goes back to a spoken word. It's it's paced so well. Yeah, this this song is a masterclass in how to build a song like because writing nine minute instrumentals is hard it's very difficult to have something that is this long that is basically purely instrumental and not be like super repetitive or make it sound like it's not progressing or progressing it too fast or having to repeat bits like they don't repeat too much they like it just perfectly builds and like Paul said it's like takes away a little bit, but then adds more. It's two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, and then it just like all pays off at the end. So it's just like it is it is a perfect way like they just did the perfect way to build a song. Yeah, they really did. Um one thing I noticed, and I don't know producing music at all, and I hope I can explain this well. Kind of the main synth line, um, like the do 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 um under it i think they might just have another track but it kind of sounds like when the notes hit they're kind of leaving i don't know how to explain it they're leaving something and that's the second track where it's like like it's kind of like glitchy under it do you guys know what i'm talking about yeah 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 there's um it's i think i always i always call it i think i called it travis picking a couple episodes ago it's still wrong um because it's not travis picking it's electronic but it's this idea of you just play a couple notes on like a bass instrument and in this case they're doing it in i mean travis picking you do bass strings on a guitar just to have like some structure um this is like a second track where they're playing just a couple notes back and forth bump and but it adds like a depth to the main track. So you have this like pul- almost pulsing sound with the main track that's yes like glitchy-esque. Um, but it's just like, instead of having like a strong drum or like a bass guitar doing that, those those two things are doing other things in the song. It just is a, it's a, a way to elevate the main um, synth riff from just being one-tiered. Yeah, if you took that away, I think there's at one point where it's only that for a few seconds, where it's just the synth without the um, uh, like the underlayered, and it's it's good because they because they went back to like very bare bones just for a few seconds. But if that was the whole thing, I would not like the song. 
it'd be much more boring. And and the nice thing is because the way they take stuff out of the track, you can you get glimpses into parts of the whole song, um, so that when you have the entire thing like on top of itself, you can if you have like good headphones, you can like listen and heal all the different parts because at some point during the song, you've heard each of the parts kind of individually, so you can pick them all out. There's a really cool section for me, like at 3.55 or so with the bass, it's very quiet, but it hint, it plays the um, bass line from the ending section, the like the high energy, like the way it ends. The bass yeah. just kind of plays that at 3.55 just on its own, which is an old, um, it's a thing Stephen Wilson actually does a lot, which is only the bass track will play an upcoming riff that's later on in the song. And when you actually find it, you're like, oh, that's like, it's just really cool that you can hear the future riff, but only on bass. So it's like, it hasn't been set up. It, he's not doing it for that long. They're not doing it for that long. It's just like one little part, but it's like, once you know the, how the song ends, now hearing that in context, the bass is just like, ah, that makes sense because it's just like, it's just, it's just, it's, it's really nice. It's a nice touch. Yeah, definitely. I think I know what you're talking about. Like, I, I think I can play it in my head right now. And it really, that kind of thing, I didn't know how to put it into words until you said it. It really completes the song. It gives it like just, it, there's just so many layers that if you peel back those layers, you can just like, it, like every time you hear the song, it just gets better and better because you can focus on so many other things and then find other things that they put there and you know, it's like, it wasn't like they f just were playing the ending part and it's like, oh, we could have incorporated this earlier. Like, no, they, they did. The return to the intro with the spacey synth around 441 is really great. That's why I noted the pulsing electronic. Like, I, I think it was in the intro too, but that pulse, that pulse we were talking about is like so good. The strings in the song, Casey likes the strings. Were there strings? I didn't. Oh. Wow. There was a lot going on. No, this is, this on. is what I mean where this I think this is an immediately catchy album that, like, the first listen, like, you don't have to get used to it. You don't have to, like, torture yourself to like it eventually. But it rewards multiple listens because you notice the things you didn't. So don't worry, Bikesi. <laughs> right at 5.15, if you want to bring that up. Okay. Um, the strings. Oh, these strings. <laughs> why didn't i note those they're they're very distinct <laughs> yeah, no they're like the only thing going on is a bunch of strings well so a time stamp i actually wrote down that i like is 410 um i don't know if it's piano or synth or guitar i could not tell but it's very bright and i liked that after the strings and the whole like 620 section the drum the drumming is so complex and so good throughout the rest of this song oh yeah i can't even with these drums like even i like i usually try to pick up on like drum patterns and like so i can like air drum you can't you need like a class to air drum this correctly <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i found the part i like um like it's around like 410 like it, it kind of oh, okay. sounds like some yeah case that's, that's what casey liked too yeah, 410 is what I talked about. It, it seems insulting to call it like elevator music, like piano solo, but <laughs> it kind of no, has I... that groove. I don't know how else to explain it in a flattering way because it does sound good. It sounds really yeah. good. Well, I think I think Casey's way of saying it, it's just like it's cheery. It's just like bright. It's, it's bright. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's like, I mean, elevator music is like fake calming. So it's like 
it's like good, actually good music, not elevated. It's still got that like happy, cheery, like calm, like, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, the drums. Uh, I said at 6.07, you get a, a hint with the synth, what they're going to do at the end. So there's been a couple hints, and I'm sure if you like really listen throughout the rest of the song, you'll find all sorts of hints. Um, and then most importantly for the number one bass podcast, um, at 6.57, there was like a 30-second bass solo. It's super low bass. Like, <laughs> yeah, it no is. bass feature. <laughs> but it's definitely still a bass solo. It's playing, like, all the different parts of the song, just, like, it's so groovy. And then the, I like that it comes out of that, and you get, like, this rocket. I, I call it, it's reminiscent of Contact. We haven't talked about Contact, but the the scratchy, like, sounding stuff, like, the rocket blasting off sound stuff. Um, from 7.30 to 8 minutes, like, after that bass solo is so good. <laughs> I called it, it Epic Space Invaders. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's at 8 minutes. <laughs> yeah, because right, a- it's, it's right after that, you have the, the God-tier outro. Yes. <laughs> I love this. Uh, and this, I, what I really like with the outro, other than, like, everything, other than the bass and the drums and the guitar going off, is, like, those that... St- the string in the there's like one stringed instrument in the back that is so so good i know i noted at 8:25 i know it's back there like throughout most of it but like you can hear it like most prominently right there and it's like so good i just i love this song we're going to get to like what song is I think I think it's supposed to be most people consider it like the opus song and that's great but I love this one so much. This is the this is one of the best songs on the album that if you unless you listen to the album you wouldn't know this one. At least that's my take on it. It is a deeper cut. Yeah, you never put this out as a single. No, I mean it's you just mentioned how long it is <laughs> and it's so <laughs> it's unique. <a> treat. <laughs> I think that what it does really well is because there's so many sections of the song, like easily like seven, eight different sections. You can point to various parts later on in the album where each, each one kind of has elements that are in this song. Like, I mean, you mentioned, I mentioned contact, those strings, which other songs later on use nice string work. There's like the happy cheery section and there's other songs that kind of sound more like that. So it being here on the album, like, in the third place like it's really like also setting you up for the rest of the album too if if give life back to music was setting you up for like the groovy disco side of things this is setting you up for like the more electronic set sounding side of things and so i think this song also like does a really good job of being the third song (laughs) i guess the third (laughs) song but like this song wouldn't work at the end of the album this song needs to be where it is it has to be where it is because of the purpose it serves, but I could I could have this at the end of the album, personally. Cause it, but if contact wasn't back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I mean I think like Michael said before, um it's thematically similar to the um first song. So I would have either put it where it is now or second, but I do like um Game of Love being second because it's more of a tonal shift, so you kind of 
you don't get like one sound too much at once, which maybe it would have been if uh, you actually put it second. And then you'd have, okay, you'd have um, Game of Love and then the next song together, which I wouldn't want either. So, you know. The pacing is so well done of like high energy, calm it down, a bunch of high energy, calm it down, right? They, they go back and forth really well and you don't want to get stuck in a rut of <laughs> all the energy and then none of the energy. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that, that's all I had on track three. But, um, oh, I also guess... I should say the ending, the way that it ends, it does the same thing that um, not the same thing that Give Life Back to Music does, but it does that like it gets really it has an outro fade out like the it's like very quietish for the like the last 10, 20 seconds. Is this the one that ends on a like um, it basically it's percussive, but it gradually drops percussive elements or is that a different song? I don't know. It's remember. it's an electronic um oh okay 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 i'm thinking of a different outro yeah there's but it, it like it fades out really nicely and then um was what get life back to music does because within is a another soft softer sounding oh um, quite quite soft i wanted to mention with within so the fourth fourth track within we'll hear now this was this is a, a transition song because the first three songs are in, I, f- I forgot to write down which key they're in. No one, I think it's the key of A. And then the other, the, the rest of the songs are in A flat. So this song, the whole piano section at the start, the o- its purpose is to switch keys. And you can, all, you can hear it right around 30, 32 seconds where the keys shifts. news to me that's neat so the first 30 seconds are like they match the key, the the key that the last songs were in and then you can hear the shift and that's where they actually brought in i forget who they brought in i forget the name of him but very famous musician to to write this part just to transition from a to a flat um and he does it so beautifully i was very distracted by the fact that we were now in piano land (laughs) 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 like i I mean it makes sense that okay yeah someone who's not part of daft punk was playing this because i i mean this is one of those songs that you would not know was a daft punk song until the vocals start about one minute in but before that you wouldn't know it's not it's not a daft punk sound but what, so yeah, this this song definitely just serves it serves a purpose in the album, and it's nice to listen to. Like I I do actually I like this one, but once again, not something that would stand alone. <laughs> no, like you need the transition, and it, it provides. It's a shoulder song, but it provides like a. It's just very beautiful the way that that robotic vocal with real piano with some synths in the back. Um, just like it's this nice contrast and. You also get some really nice harmonies in the chorus. I, I picked them out at 310. I think they were in the earlier chorus too, but um, some very nice robotic harmonies. Yeah, if you can even imagine, that's amazing that they could pull that off. Because actually, my, um, like the, the starting piano I loved, and the main instrumental part, uh, I mean, there's definitely, they, they, they did some work with it, but it's much simpler than any of the other tracks so far. and at least in my opinion, the thing that they really 
like put a lot of exacting effort into that you can really hear, especially with headphones, is um, the vocal modifications, like just very slight things when they're hitting notes and it just goes up or down a little bit. I, I just love that. Yeah, yeah. It, you can especially notice it in the in the harmonies. The like it sounds so good, but yeah, the it's a very beautiful vocal melody with just a with just a piano. It is definitely the the simplest. Not it's not a simple song, but it's like there's less there's less going on. Yeah, I kind of like the message of it too, or the juxtaposition of this and uh, Game of Love. Like they're in their feelings, and it's a robot, like robotic voice. I thought it was a nice contrast. It, yeah, it's, a, it's robot feelings. <laughs> they just they just want to bring music back. Yeah, that's all they want. And I guess they want love, too. That's fine. They can have it. Robots deserve love, too. <laughs> yeah. I do have to say, this is probably the song with the fewest notes that I have. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, mine was... I, I my, love it. My note is piano. Interesting. <laughs> I was not expecting to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, some songs are just like, it's really good. Like, there's nothing to c- complain about. There's nothing to, like, overanalyze. It's like, it's a show piano piece with some nice vocal harmonies. And, like, that's all that needs to be said. Yeah, and it really works, especially um, the end of um, uh, track three is a little bit chaotic. This is kind of like a palate cleanser, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, okay, okay, we're, we, we're up with a high the anxious and now we're down again yeah and i think it all with every song i think the way the energy heal like you've gone back to piano but that allows the move into the fifth track which is instant crush featuring um one of the goodest of boys julian uh, casablancas yeah my first probably i want to say i mean i have to preface this by saying this album it really, even though I didn't go into a lot of like electronic music, this was definitely one of the albums that kind of showed me what music was capable of. My taste became, they started to become a lot less basic after this album. But because I was familiar with The Strokes, familiar with my boy Julian, this one was my favorite for a good year because it felt more familiar to my own basic tastes. But then as you listen more, it's very well executed it's still very complex of a track so i like they they made it this whole thing like very accessible as someone who mostly listened to like post-punk in my freshman year of college which i'm ashamed to say now but hey i said it (laughs) the way it starts off with that synth because you just came with piano and some synth it works like it and it's a it's a simple like code based you know little just sustained code back and forth thing um a, it's I said it's like the Strokes synth. Like if you listen to a Strokes album, you get this synth sound. So like you brought that heel with Julian brought that heel with him. So it definitely like has this really cool Daft Punk and the Strokes sound, which is like even before this album came out, it's something I my friends and I would talk about like because we we loved the strokes and we loved daft punk and it was be it would always be like wouldn't it be great if they did a song together so like this song existing was just like just amazing that this song exists <laughs> yeah and i have to say i just googled it the the voids julian julian's other band they started in 2013 coincidence it's not the same but it's more it's it's less like rock and it's a bit more experimental 
which this sound this song kind of sounds like it could be on a void's record to me i don't know if you guys have heard them much but i, I have yeah i have not you should like casey, really really should casey doesn't listen to music no i don't i really don't instant crush is i i don't want to say it's my favorite song on the album just because what's unique about this album for me on the show is that i knew like half of it prior to coming into it so it's like i i because there are songs that i heard for the first time yesterday um it's hard for me to say oh this is my favorite song on the album it's like well i've been vibing to this one for you know eight years so <laughs> yeah this one was very this one was very accessible and like was a very easy single to sell it's like it's got julian from the strokes it's like julian Daff- it's like ah yeah pe- people people love this song and it's like it's you know got it's more of a normal sounding song like it's got that yeah the, the structure yeah yeah that's actually one of my notes i was like this is the like i i know we i i want to probably what track two um is that give me love am i already forgetting G- the, uh, game the game of, of love, love. Like, I, I actually put a note in here. I couldn't remember if this was the first song where we had a more traditional first chorus, first chorus structure. And I I don't know if that's wrong, but I definitely feel like that with this one. Yeah, this this one's much easier to, like, just just heal that with. Um, oh, this, this, this is a lot of, like, I like on this song, just because... Same. <laughs> it's, 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 like, it, it's, it's two things I really like coming together, and, and it works. Uh, I like the way that the intro breaks back into the... Oh, Oh, I guess it's the I like the way the chorus ends and then you bring back the intro sound right into the second verse around 201 like it's really smooth how well the end of the chorus can transition back into the intro and then I really there's, there's <laughs> I really love the um it's right before the guitar solo the 1000 lonely stars with the double harmony He sings in this the high register, and then he has a deeper, his normal like strokes voice as a harmony in the back, and it sounds so good when you tune in to listening to the the backing vocal. Yeah, yeah, I I love like the harmonies on this, even though they're just like here here and there, they really add a lot. I love this track. <laughs> I just listened to a bit of it. I love this <laughs> so much. <laughs> Was this one of the ones you pulled before? Oh, I, I literally said I've been jamming to this one for eight oh, okay. years now. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. like track track five, six, eight, nine, and twelve. Nine. Those those are the ones I knew. The five singles, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Beyond was a single? Was it? Beyond was a single? I doubt that one was a single. We're gonna Okay, we'll get Wait, it. how'd you Okay. I can't wait to talk about that one. Okay, but anyway. okay we'll get that. <laughs> Sorry, Paul, continue. I'm just I I'm I'm surprised okay, yeah. Oh no, it's just uh in a lot like really a lot of genres there is a tendency like I've heard it a couple times with like in like hip hop with Travis Scott and like also like The Weeknd. They well I'll I'll use The Weeknd as an example because he has a great voice and some parts they kind of want to add like some effects to it and they overproduce it. They kind of butcher it. And I'm really happy to say that they added quite a few effects to Julian's voice, but they did not butcher it. Like, they let his voice shine, but he's also in line with, it's not robotic, but it's a bit, like, it's, I don't know, it, how do I explain? It's, like, technological. It's not just pure, like, raw acoustic voice, if that makes sense. 
those electronic effects on, on, layout on his voice. Yeah, it's not auto-tuned. It's not, yeah, it's it's different. Yeah, but they, they don't butcher it, which is always a good news. <laughs> the, I think I would mention the guitar solo is so good. The bass in the chorus is fire. Love that bass. It's good bass. I'm too busy singing along to it. Like the problem, <laughs> I couldn't, that was the other issue with this album. Don't, was, you can't sing to it. The, no, the, Listen the, to the bass. The, uh, that's the problem. I knew these songs so well that it's just like, how do I like analyze this? Because I just know it and I sing along to it. And so. <laughs> yeah, the, that, that was a, that was a point I was, I didn't make Oleo, but when I was trying to review this, like it was so hard for me not to just like get lost in the music because i know it so well like just enjoy it you know it it's familiar i'm like why would i want to make note of this it's like oh no i need to really note this yeah his very high voice and towards the end at 403 like the i don't the i don't understand is that, yes. is that what i marked as the bridge uh it might be yeah it's it's a i know that thing. what i called the bridge it's it is right before the spe- chorus when, it's specific yeah. yeah it's specifically higher vocals mm-hmm. Yeah, that and then there's the it's beautiful outro guitar work at 457. Like that, just the whole that the way the guitar tones out throughout the end of the song is just very good guitar. <laughs> just like it's it's muted. It just it sounds so good. Julian's amazing. Julian does a great job. They they back him up well with the instrumental. There's nothing to dislike. No, it's, it's so catchy. I'm 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 with everyone else. This was definitely like my favorite it's still like absolutely one of my favorite songs of like all time and i think it will be for forever we already talked about the timelessness of this <laughs> yeah and this is definitely a playlist song yeah it can come on like independent of the album and i think it works it works so well in context to the album too it's just like it's such a strong song and just yeah i'll, I'll always just <laughs> love the song to death i do have to say I haven't, I like, I, like I said, I don't look up the meanings. I looked at the lyrics, but I couldn't really decipher exactly. Like, obviously, it's something about falling in love, but I couldn't, like, get a read on exactly what the situation was because it switches between first and third a lot. I don't know if it's a love triangle or if it's just switching the perspective. But, yeah, I I don't know the lyrics, like, what they're saying exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've never looked at them. I I don't care. I just like the song. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Glad you guys don't know because I don't know either. No idea. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you get that nice out. You get that nice outro guitar, and then I think that moves into that moves nicely into the sixth song, which is "Lose Yourself to Dance" featuring Pharrell Williams. Yeah. My first note of this is There's just only one correct n- first note. I absolutely adore this song. Period. Like, comma, so much. <laughs> <laughs> the correct comment was. Thick with four C's. I used to have three C's, but I added a fourth C. <laughs> thick bass. Oh Just, yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the, the bass, the the immediate bass on the song is. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is that is a bass tone. If you ever chose a bass tone. <laughs> so since you mentioned the opening, I mentioned earlier that. There were a couple spots in this album that reminded me um, specifically of a group. And I believe I might have mentioned them in our first episode, but it was a vocal comparison. Um, But Glass Animals, they are, they're an electric, what are they called? Psychedelic um, music, UK based. Um, 
But the opening here very ever so slightly reminds me of um, the opening of one of their tracks, Youth. Um, it's from their 2016, al- 2016 album, um, How to Be a Human Being or something like that. I think that's what it's called. But because you mentioned the bass, I kind of want to have you listen to the opening of that song, Michael, and see it. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like there's like space between each note a little bit that like in the bass. That's what I hear. Like the big comparison. The bass is definitely yeah. not not thick enough, though. It's not it's <laughs> not a thick enough bass. No, no. And I, and I was not saying it, it doesn't hold a candle. It's just like that. You know, it made it, it did remind me of it. So as I already mentioned, this was one that I knew before and it's a single. Um, but the other reason I know this one really well is it Shrek is a hustle. Two. Oh, hustle. No. It's a hustle, and it's a slow hustle. So if you take hustle lessons, especially the earlier ones, you dance to this one a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because because it's a newer hustle. Uh, hustle is often done like disco is is what you do hustle to. Um, so there, there are plenty of songs that fall with that rhythm. But yeah, this is, this is a really good beginner hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Intro to hustle. 101 yes (laughs) and you you play this one yeah this uh one of my notes was uh this song is the one that makes my body involuntarily move the most when i'm just sitting out of all the tracks like i just can't keep my legs still it is amazing that the song is lose yourself to dance and by the end of this you're lost in this song to dance (laughs) like oh yeah it is weird like and i like i like all the elements of the song like it's so simple like the layers that they have that flood in here, it's like, just come on, come on, come on, get on the, like, get on the floor. And then everybody's dancing on the floor. Like, literally, they're just saying, like, come on, dance. Like, those, <laughs> that is the lyrical depth of the song. It's like, get up, dance. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, yeah you know what? I'm kind of feeling it. Like, you've made me feel it. Like, I kind of want to dance now. <laughs> I love it. The come on part, especially, um, that for, for some time, this was also my favorite track because of one the come on just like in it one really ear good, than the really other good. ear it's layered well and then uh toward the middle or is th- that lyric it's like everybody's dancing on the floor and then it <laughs> on the breaks floor. into a bunch of vocal layers like <laughs> <laughs> that might be it might yes. be around three minutes that's that's when i mentioned a lot of uh vocal layering mm-hmm. yes oh the layers are absolutely beautiful it's so good yeah, <laughs> I love I love that I have literally danced to this song a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> everybody just involuntarily, like you said, it involuntarily dancing. Like you're just like, even like at your standing desk, you're just like yeah. There's uh even like, um at like one thirty seven there are like disco bells. Like if disco bell, I don't think I don't know if disco bell is an instrument. There's actually in a different song before this, and I forgot to write it down, so I don't know the well, but I like the the bells at 137 just like it's just it's such a groovy dance vibe are those bells or are those chimes oh they might be chimes i think they're chimes yeah it kind of feels like chime you run your hand across it it's that obscure percussion instrument that gets pulled out for one part <laughs> on the back of the stage <laughs> the <Phew>. real mvp <laughs> <laughs> yeah. triangle guy has his moment because now he's <laughs> <Yeah>. got chimes <laughs> Yeah, I love this song. Everything about it, it's pretty flawless, 
even though it's repetitive without being repetitive and it really works like i said it's basic lyrics but that's what you want on a track like this you don't want poetry on this but it is really bold and difficult to say like uh the song's just going to be lose yourself to dance and we're going to somehow write that song as perfectly as we can and as like it's just it it's amazing that they were able to to write just a the easiest song to dance to for lose yourself to dance that's actually that's quite a bold assertion in the title and yeah. that's what they want you to do and they 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 achieve that they they're like we dare you well just get on the floor like we dare you that this that you cannot dance to this music. It is that good. Like you just have, you, it will just happen to you. Like you will lose yourself to dance. Like you, it will happen. And like that is a bold assumption to make that your music is that good that people are going to do that. And they did it. I miss hustle. <laughs> your house is like five million square feet now. You can hustle in the house. I mean, it's that. It's that. But all the like, we've got square rooms. You know, it, just do your best. Just, it's it's a big house, but like all the rooms are the same size. It's not like you have big open spaces. You you have a yard. Hustle outside. This is true. Our kitchen's pretty big. <laughs> After like yeah, that all that magic of just like being able to get get the people to lose themselves to dance. We move into track seven, which is Touch, featuring Paul Williams. Yeah, and I want to <laughs> say before we start this. If you're listening to this podcast, I don't care if you've never heard this song or if you've heard it a million times, pause the podcast, listen to this song right now. <laughs> no, don't unpause, listen right now. We talking you're talking about you're telling people to go listen to track seven. Yes. Listen to a touch right now. <laughs> like if like everybody who's dancing on the floor, stop dancing on the floor. Get ready for an existential crisis. I mean, if they're dancing, if they're dancing on the floor listening to this, and then this comes on, that's that'll stop them. You're, <laughs> the intro to this, to this does not have you dancing. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the intro to this makes you so uncomfortable. <laughs> At least it makes me really uncomfortable. Really? Oh, <laughs> they touch. You no, know, it's just unsettling. It's creepy. Like the way it's being said. See, I, I don't get that vibe. I, I get the, like, it's just a nice open sounding space. Like, it's it's very open. It's very, like, desolate. Oh, I get ancient alien that's been woken up and is now coming back to, like, I remember this. And I'm like, what are you made of? I've read enough, I don't know, weird. <laughs> read enough what? Po- I don't, like, <laughs> I, I almost called it post-apocalyptic. It's a little post-apocalyptic, but also just, like, a little more out there, so. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, like, again, I don't, I haven't, like, analyzed the song, like, the ly- lyrically. It kind of, like, gave me the impression, like, some kind of dreamlike state or something. I can see that. Like, kind of, it sounds like, like, like yeah, kind of like they're, like, drowning, like, in some dream. Like, those notes. Yes. Yeah, I can see the drowning vibe. It's, 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 un- I mean, I found it a little unsettling and I'm not really sure why, but it's certainly different. I, I, my first note is, ah, here's the weird one. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Got here. <laughs> I actually hadn't noticed how long that section was until I was like actually sitting down here. Cause I, I always just listen to the album and I, I like that section. I didn't, I just didn't realize it went on, it went on for as long as it did. It goes on for a while. And I remember, when uh, the first time I heard this, it was track two. 
Again. <laughs> yeah. Get, get Again, bad. Wrong. Like that you can't this cannot be tracked too. <laughs> no. I like the uh the the groove like after that opening. I like the groove that it drops in around two thirty one. It just like just shows up and it's just like it's a really it's a really good groove. <laughs> so like Paul Williams vocals have already come in by that point, right? Yeah, yes. before the groove drops, there, yeah. there's some vocals before the groove. Yeah, so that like there is very dis- I think it is a there's a very distinct difference between the opening vocals, dream drown whatever, and then it's completely contrasted by when Paul comes in cuz he's got a very clean uh I don't even know how to describe crisp voice. Like it's a voice you'd hear on Broadway, and I know I keep bringing up Broadway, and I'm sorry. Never be sorry. <laughs> but that, it, but it's that kind of thing. Like he could be a character on stage, and it's just him singing, and then it goes. There's there's more that comes in more instruments that gets groovy, and it's just like I just found them so distinct, like s- such different parts. Like <laughs> yeah, he he enunciates quite a lot. Like touch. yeah, he does. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I remember touch, but like it's it's just such a different song. Like I was in this something that was unsettling, and then he comes in and it, it does get groovy. It's it's just completely different. I I like the I like that groovy section that goes on. Like I like the lyrics. I always I've always liked the lyric "A door behind a door." I just I, I quote that a lot <laughs> for some no good reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it, it, very, that's a very Michael thing. It's a it's a, it's very Michael Humor. What what's what's behind the door? A door behind a door. It's like it's it's only only I find it fun. Um, <laughs> um and <laughs> yeah, I like that whole section. You get and then you get like this nice transition with you get more strings, which is very important, and then the um very important part of this song <laughs> starts around like uh, three twenty two or so. <laughs> This is very complex instrument- instrumentally, and it adds in and like takes them out. Like I heard, oh, I might have gotten some of these instruments wrong, but maybe some sax, also trumpets, or is that sax only? Ah, uh, I can't tell you the difference. Okay, it sounds like you know the Wild West saloon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The piano part sounds just like that. I think I hear like a lower, maybe tuba type thing in the background, like as the bass part. And yeah, they kind of like just they come in, like they dance over it, they go out, they like each instrument gets some time to shine. It's just it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that whole section is like a just amazing, like because it's out of nowhere. Definitely, when you've come from this, you came from this empty sounding space to like a groovy sounding space to this. Um, and to me, like this whole thing is you know the the idea of the song touch was just like trying to remember this old, you know. Uh, my first, hashtag first narrative of this of like trying to remember <laughs> um you know you're trying to bring life back to music you're trying to remember what old music used to be like and this whole section like chimes back to like the early like when i'm thinking of like early movies or early cartoons like what was the dancing music it was this ragtime why you know the ragtimey saloon music with the dancing and it's like so having that in this song where this, it's trying to remember, remember touch, remember this old 
music, having this whole like section just flood in of like, if you were in a movie, you'd have the like you'd have a remembrance scene. Well, everything would flash back, and you'd have this music playing, right? And so I I just this section has always stood out to me as like a high. I mean, it's like a highlight in the album of that this that section can exist within it and within this song. Um, and it's just it's so perfect. It, it's what makes I to me this this section is what makes this song special everything else about the song is really good but this section in the middle of it is just beautiful oh yeah it's amazing and then it goes right into like what is it around four-ish minutes in if i remember correctly it's around halfway then it goes into like another like section of the song and it becomes a bit more ethereal and there's that line um like something something if love is the answer you're home for the longest time, I thought it was, if love is the answer, you're wrong. And I love ah. that bleak energy. I love that doomer humor. I thought, it, I thought it was, if love is the answer, you'll know. Interesting. Oh, yeah. See, I haven't actually looked. I heard... I, I'm on team, if love is the answer, you're home. Okay. Well, I think you're, I, I think you're right, Michael. <laughs> mine, isn't, mine isn't bleak, like, if love is the answer, <laughs> answer you're wrong, but... <laughs> I, I I definitely wish it was because I thought that would be hilarious. Like it's pretty, you know, nihilistic. A bunch of children singing, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of thing you hear in a nightmare before you get like shot by a bunch yeah, of kids. Yeah, like you're about you're about to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the harmonies throughout that are so beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then it um it stops that it like some strings come in and. At this point, I wrote, it starts to feel like I'm flying through space. The love is the answer lyric comes back, like, very muddied, and then it becomes more and more clear. Like, I love that feeling that you get when you listen to that. Yeah, this floaty, like, I have it starting at 547. There's a string that shows up around 617 of just, like, yeah, it's the spacey synth, like, and you get just, like, the floatiness. And I think this this tie, like, to me, like, the section of track three where it was, like, very happy sounding that that falls in here like you get some of the soundscapes here you just get this space like it's just like it's very chill it's very like uplifting it's very like after it's like you you remembered what you wanted to remember right like you found what you loved and now you're home and it's like it's like it's, it's really like it's, it's a really nice sound it's a really nice way to end the song out yeah it's this this song is pretty flawless definitely my right now my second favorite and i think it's the main opus it's the main like my my favorite song is track three i like objectively this is the best song on the album like i don't know if that makes sense but it's kind of like i think artistically the best song on the album i'll give i'll give it the artistic nod yeah (laughs) (laughs) casey doesn't like the start so i don't like the start so (laughs) and it's not that i i dislike it dislike it um, I get through it, and the more I, the the pro- the problem was is the first time I heard it, like that was just the wrong placement for it. And once you do that, like you've got a bad taste in your mouth about it. We've learned we you do not listen to stuff. Do not let the Zumos try to listen to an album. Zumos don't listen to albums. <laughs> I didn't know I was operating a motor vehicle. Okay, like <laughs> I was being good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause I don't, I don't think it's bad. I, I just, it's very different. 
the Zumos cannot handle 13 songs, 75 minute albums anymore. That's just not, that's not what Zumos want. <laughs> they're not built for that. <laughs> they're built different. <laughs> they're, they're built different. Okay. Yeah. But after that, after the existential crisis, if you're listening in the correct order, um, you move into song eight, which is Get Lucky featuring Pharaoh Williams again, which everyone actually knows. Those. Y- yes. Yes. That's actually my note. <laughs> yeah this everyone one everyone knows this <laughs> i i don't know how you would have made it this fall in life without hearing this it's, yeah it's imp- impossible wasn't there like a meme with this like something about like the hottest song of the summer <laughs> he, oh absolutely <laughs> yeah no this song was like i mean i remember when it came out it was the single it was huge but one thing i love about this song in the order is that the last song is about touch this one's about fucking. That's funny. <laughs> this is the one I I think I heard first. I think everyone had to. Everyone heard it. Everyone knew this one. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I I I've said it. I didn't listen to this album, but I knew the singles. So yeah. Well, ever again, everyone knew this. I one. didn't. I didn't realize all of these were on the same album. <laughs> yeah, five just, singles is a lot to be honest it's a lot five singles that are this good especially when you aren't like i knew daft punk but like i didn't listen to them so like i heard them not all at once spaced out over a period of time that i'm like oh these are just daft punk songs like these are just songs that people know from daft punk i did not realize they <laughs> say on the same album you did not know that this file, this this album was just file the whole time. No. When I was trying to write notes, it's like, what even do you say about this song at this point? Like, it's it's great. Um, I do like that the there's like around two thirty seven those snapping, which turns to clapping at two forty seven. Like, it's just like really, it's just chill. It's like you, but it's cool. You have the the snapping, which turns to clapping. So it's just like, and then it turns into like the whole like thing. So it's just like, again, nice building. Um. This is one. This is one of the songs that just got it got a terrible single edit. I'm so sad the song got a single single edit. I don't know if I've heard that before. Like, or I, I don't know if I process like the difference because I mostly listen to the regular version. What What is the difference, Michael? Please, I'm so. I scared. mean the the single edit is like. I mean the the full. I forget the length of the single edit. It's shorter, right? I had only really heard the single edit, and so when I listened to this, I was like. Remember all of this. That's, so it's the softer, like the, <laughs> the softer, like the snapping, the clapping part where it's just like Pharrell just kind of like it's the rest of the instrumentation's gone and it's just like chiller. That's been, that's cut. No. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the album version is six minutes, eight seconds. The radio edit is four minutes, seven seconds. So they cut out two, two minutes of this thing. Did they keep my favorite part, which is like the vocal solo? that goes on like the vocoder one i can't remember i just know that the sing I, the single edit drove me nuts every time it most single edits do because it's i mean the song's six minutes for a reason like it's <laughs> don't yeah. cut it to full <laughs> honestly like if that was in a club and they played like this full six minutes like enough is going on where people are not going to get bored for an extra two minutes it's fine in the club usually the club mixes are like longer because people That's like want to get yeah. into it uh but it's like it was for the radio yeah, single edit. <laughs> How dare yeah, you? Let's talk about the good song, which is the full one. The full version, man. It's so good. It's just, it's catchy. It's, it's just fire. The bass is great. Everything's good. 
this is another one like i can't find i can't think of anything that i would change not that like i am qualified to even say what anything could be changed on this album but there's literally nothing here like they got the vibe down perfectly would you cut two minutes of it i'd add two minutes to spite them (laughs) (laughs) i'd add two minutes of that glitchy vocoder solo like when they're saying like get lucky (laughs) i love that part because Casey Casey loves any song where uh, Danny does a cover. Danny does a cover of Get Lucky with Super Guitar Bros. And we'll link it below. Danny! I haven't heard that one. I'm excited. It's very important for Casey to for, to listen to Danny covers. I enjoy every and all Danny covers. So. After Get Lucky. I assume everyone was done with it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we move beyond it to track nine, which is Beyond. Nice orchestral start. Yeah, triumphant strings. I do not. Sorry. Yes. I do not know how I know this song. Yeah, I'm. You said you hold. You knew this one. It's. I don't know how you knew this. I don't just know this one. I whistle or sing that opening. It is a regular part of my life. Like how do like I I want to know how I don't know I don't (laughs) know and I was like maybe I just know the opening. No, I know this whole song. I have never known a song so well and also not known it all. I don't know how I know the song. And I tried to figure it out. I looked through playlists. I tried to figure out where I might have heard it. I have no idea. Like, I don't know how you hold this one. Yeah, this is a deep cut. (laughs) Yeah, this is not. I sing it. I (laughs) sing it regularly. Like, it's the, it's one of what, three songs with the Daft Punk, with Daft Punk doing the lyrics? Like, there's no featured artist. It's not. It, it is. It is a deep cut. Oh yeah, couldn't. Could not. T- I tried. I tried to figure it out. I know the whole thing, but I'll just be. That's regular. So weird. Yeah, it's always, always. And then I love how it goes. Shows right into the robot voice, like. I don't remember the lyrics. Dreams. Yeah. Also, just great harmony with oh, not harmony, just uh, the melody with the robot voice. You, you are the night. You are the ocean. You are the light behind the cloud. Yeah, that, that's just like so good. There's no such thing as competition. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The the harmonies on this great. Um, Casey knows the lyrics, so she knows the song inside and out. Um, <laughs> the guitar is just so so smooth. There's a there's an acoustic guitar starting around 122, which kind of is prevalent throughout the rest of the song. It's just like, it's, it's really nice to have the acoustic guitar in this song. The Daft Punk vocals are with the, the softest um, instrumentation. The chorus starts around 157, which is great, and has this like acoustic fill in the back at 201. And then throughout, like, there's like acoustic guitar fills. It's great. I really like about this one especially is that the first part is solid, like with, where, where the vocals, like, you know, they start and they stop. And I'm glad that they didn't add, like, another bridge and chorus after, like, the halfway point. I'm really glad they left it there because they got what they wanted to do. And then the instruments become a bit more complex. They layer over each other. It's kind of like just a normal Daft Punk progression. And I'm super glad they made that decision because... I don't think I would love this song if it was kind of a basic song structure, but that's just my opinion. Like, it's great 
like what they did with it here yeah you you get everything out of the way once like you said and then you get like you get the the you get the slide guitar you get the synth i love the slide guitar it's because the slide guitar as we discussed on titanic rising is very space-like um and they're talking about this place beyond so like space so you get slides for it you get synths um and you just get like you said beautiful layering all the way to the end like it's just like it's subtle but it's so just nice to have a couple minutes of just zoning out I mean, i'm curious since casey know this song so well what her favorite part of the song is <laughs> this is you're the you're the beyond expert now yes well obviously the intro since that is my ver- like part of my vernacular i guess i could say <laughs> is it does the song go da na da yep <laughs> da da i like that sticks with me and i just like i just like the way it sounds i don't even I know it. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> by this. It's ingrained in me. Like I don't know how I know it so well. You've you've so many questions for yourself. I do. Like it, it's not because uh, I don't. I have said it. I don't listen to a lot of music, and the music I listen to it's like albums that were sent to me or the playlists I've made. Maybe a playlist that was sent to me. But unless this was a song that got played on the radio. Um, and it wasn't. <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> I've never been so uncomfortable. With it. Was it in a movie or a TV show ever? I'm Googling it just to like get like background like, on this. How, how does Casey know this song? Like unless it was like a Spotify suggested. Like, but I don't know why it would be so, so ingrained in my brain. That would be, that might might just be it is it just i listened to a spotify curated playlist that had this yeah i don't see anything like it being featured anywhere like outside of the album i think it's a deep cut you probably just happened to find it i guess that's so weird but aren't you glad you did find it oh it's a great song i just assumed it was one of those singles (laughs) if this were a single that's a that'd be wild Oh, well, it's so good. <laughs> it, it is. It's just not like it's not very like single-esque. I wish that Spotify showed like plays, like number of plays. So I could see, you know, have I just listened to this before? But it doesn't. Oh. It doesn't do that. No, Spotify would never. All right. Well, yeah. Yeah, that that was the only reason I was excited. I wanted to talk about this one was I was <laughs> hoping one of you might enlighten me on <laughs> how I might have heard We've this. We've only made song. it worse. <laughs> no, this is a mystery. All confused. I was. That's why I like when the moment you said track nine, I was like, "What?" I know, I know, and I knew what I was in for as soon as you were like, "How do you know that?" Shit, I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, you, you, so you, you knew the lyrics as well, and not just yeah. okay. Because yeah, I was wondering if that beginning string or the beginning strings were like they a sample of a song you did here that wasn't yeah. this but I, I think it is just original like i don't think they sampled it no because my first thought my i was like omg wait i know this opening what <laughs> how do i know this where is this from i sing this all the fluff and time and then i was like but it's not just the intro i i know the whole thing <laughs> something um, a lot of people do know about me is i actually do have a really good memory so moments like this extra mm-hmm. freak me out <laughs> Sorry to say. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I've got, I've got nothing. It had, it had to have been like Spotify throwing it on there. 
after I listen to something. Because after you finish a playlist, especially like it'll do like Spotify radio. So it could have been that. And it has a very distinct opening. Yeah, very like cinematic. Like it like clicks in your mind quickly. I don't have to have heard it too many times to have it stick. But that that what weirds me out is like how well I recognized the following, like after the intro. So yeah, you've heard it. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I know. All right. But like, I know it well enough. To, I don't know the lyrics, lyrics, but I know what it sounds like musically. So, all right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to be stuck on that for um forever. So, <laughs> if you ever like have an aha moment, l- please let us know. I'm so yeah, it's interested. Like that. It's that and whatever song reminded me of stuff that isn't Bob O'Reilly, but it reminded me of Bob O'Reilly. <laughs> That's the other, the other mystery song we haven't figured, <laughs> figured out. This is worse. This is way worse. <laughs> we'll leave all that uh, aside and move on to track number 10, which is Motherboard. And I, I for one, am just happy that uh, the robots who released a song about Ram have Motherboard on it. So. <laughs> important you know that it's a it's a whole it's another instrumental we haven't actually had a pure instrumental in um at all uh at all yeah Yeah. they've had at least some lyrics so or it's speaking (laughs) it's got strings at the start which is very nice um there's a lot of good sounds throughout this whole thing like the the synths the woodwinds those slides those strings those acoustic guitar those interesting drum patterns Mm-hmm. This one, this is, this is a more unique one, in my opinion, mm. as far as what sounds you're getting. You're getting all the sounds. You're getting all the sounds. And I'm going to mention it just because I did say I compared, had two glass animal comparisons. Um, the opening reminds me ever so slightly of about 30 so seconds into Gooey, G-O-O-E-Y by Glass Animals. I did a side by side. Definitely not the same. Some sub, very subtle similarities, but it it did... Remind me of that. I think it's, I think more of what's similar is, well, some of the instrumentation you're getting here almost also reminds me of youth. Like those, like they have, they bring some weird stuff in there too. Spinning around my head and I stay. I think I know what you're saying, but yeah. It's subtle. Yeah. It, it was enough that I thought of it and then I looked back to it and I could see why. Um, but it's like, yeah, like 35 seconds into gooey, but like, right at the beginning of motherboard was what i was comparing yeah it's kind of like that little like bounce in the bass like the Mm -hmm. i hear like something yeah it's just like an element like a a style choice that is is there (laughs) you're really good at like just picking out like the similarities i was impressed with like my kanye reference but you're on a whole new (laughs) level (laughs) it's impressive and then also just not impressive when it's bob o'reilly but like (laughs) You hit sometimes, you miss sometimes. It, it oh, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I, I don't know. It, it's like I hear something that reminds me of it, and I actually, it, that normally I can figure out immediately what it is making me think of. And yes, if it's Bob O'Reilly, then it's completely wrong. But my other ones have been okay. <laughs> yeah, I think this song, especially for me, it's one that really rewards re-listens, like mm-hmm. with the instruments. Just uh, when I was doing my final listen, um today and making notes like i'm pretty sure i heard a lone cello in there i never like registered that before <laughs> oh it's probably there <laughs> hey that's a cello 
I don't think that's a viola. I don't think it's a bass. That's a cello. My my boy, the cello. Yeah. So definitely like this is a very good example of like layered instruments and like definitely parts of it are some of the uh like least electronic in this whole album. It kind of mixes like the acoustic, like I guess the acoustics and like real instruments, quote unquote, have a bit more of the limelight in this one compared to supporting the synths in the other tracks. Yeah, it, it, the strings have like like at one forty six. Those are some nice descent strings. That yeah, they kind of just can they get more of a lead because there's no vocals. They they're allowed to do their things. There's a really cool like transition like at three oh five like. It has a nice watery sound. That's what I wrote in my notes, exactly. <laughs> yes. That comes uh, back later in the song, too. Yeah, you get rain at yeah. the end, which ties the water yep. sounds together really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have, I marked down the soundscape at 407. is like very, very hopeful. It's a very hopeful soundscape. Yes, I I called it positive and hopeful. Hey. (laughs) Got the same vibe. I really like that. That's a good vibe. Yeah, this song, I I dig this song. Me too. I do too. It was more of a grower for me for, I don't know, like probably by like the third or fourth listen, I loved it. But now it is definitely, I, I don't know how to even rank some of these songs. Like I know my favorite is track three. I don't know how to rank the others. I can't say like, oh, it's a top five, but it's good. This was one that I definitely had not heard, um, whether in a past life or this. Um, but <laughs> I, I want to know how you hold Beyond in a past life if your past life would have been before Beyond came out. Her past life was Daft Punk. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Or like I, abs- I absorbed another person's life or something ah. like <laughs> someone who knew that song and I, they've, they've just come mm. to join me. Uh, <laughs> this one stood out to me as because it is it is different in a, a whole other way. So like track three, I, I adore now, especially now that I've heard it and it stands out to me. But as far as um, instruments and styling, I think this one. Um, caught me off guard in a good way yeah it, it's it's like it it this album we would like paul i think paul said it, this album we words multiple listens and songs like this are one of those reasons that i come back to this album so often because i wouldn't listen to motherboard like in a playlist like i'm not just gonna play that that song but like in the context of the album where it is it's like it's just so it's such a nice sounding song to just be here and it's like I want to hear it, but I want to hear the album around it when I hear it. But I love when it comes on. Yeah, I 100% agree. I don't think I've ever played it outside the album and just, like, chose it, like, all right, workout music time. But, like, <laughs> it's it, it's so satisfying when, what is this, track 10 or 9? Yeah, yeah it's track 10. 10. Like, you're deep into this album. Like, it's a, it's a nice, it's, it doesn't really feel like an interlude, but it's kind of like a calm, you know? Yeah, it's a- it's calming. I like I like where it is right after Beyond because uh, you you had this the smooth slow layering of Beyond and then you open up into this track and it's it kind of continues that vibe and it's just like it's a nice more instrumental version of that vibe. Mm-hmm. 
after that water sound at the end there, the the rain, just wash it away. Um, you move into track 11, which is Fragments of Time featuring Todd Edwards. And Fragments of Time, we're back to the very smooth groove. Just, just smooth. <laughs> it is very smooth. I really like this one. I And I hadn't heard this one before. I... I don't think it's 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 not boring. It's or anything like that. It's just it's easy listening. I think it's happy, easy listening. I I I enjoyed it. <laughs> Those slides in this one. Yes, uh, that was my other note. <laughs> really like the slides. Um, the the chorus piano jamming is so good. Like, and what I really like most about the piano in the chorus is it breaks in and out like fragments of a piano. So it matches the fragments of time of. You don't have a coherent piano throughout the course. You just have fragments of piano, which I just think is a really cool tie into fragments of time is this. Yeah, I didn't notice that. That will be one of my re-listen things in the future. Yeah, I didn't notice that one that either. That's a nice catch. And also that he mentions uh, random memories in this. So you'll, you get the namesake of, you don't get the full namesake of the album, um, but you get random memories, which. That's cool. Also didn't notice that. <laughs> These random memories. I, uh, yeah, everything picks up too. This is another song where it's just like, you have a really nice jam session. Um, Cause every, everything picks up around 243. There's a really nice piano lick at 250. The bass is super busy around like 323. I think, and I think this whole instrumental breakdown section is like very underrated. Like compared, like I think it's up there with the rest of the instrumental breakdowns on this album. I think everything that's going on back there is just like real, it's groovy, it's jamming, and everyone's doing like a real good job back there. Yeah, so I'm actually listening to it. <laughs> it's so catchy. Like at 250, that piano. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, what's, um, you know that solo, like, during the breakdown, mm -hmm. what instrument is that? Oh. It's like the sliding, and then it's like a voice solo? Like, vocal? Yeah, yeah. I think it sounds like a synth. Yeah, but I that's probably, like, the part that makes this song, like, worth it for me. Like, the other stuff is good, and then, like, that part is so gratifying, it really ties it, like, it cinches it for me to love this song. Both this and Motherboard, I I love both these songs, and they're both like I feel like they want singles off the album, they want the known songs off the album, but they are both just I mean the whole stretch actually beyond Motherboard and Fragments of Time is such a great deep cuts section of this album. These three songs, they're they're all great, like <laughs> but like everyone knows the Get Luckies and the Lose you know, the Lose Yourself to Dance, the Instant Crush. And the like, Beyonds. Yeah. <laughs> Like, people know those songs, but then, like, you are rewarded for listening to the rest of this album because these songs are just as good. They didn't just do this to release the singles. Be like, hey, we have an album. This is not filler. No, it was masterfully crafted. Like, you could even argue they might have put more thought into the deep cuts than the actual singles. I mean, I don't want to claim that because so much work into, went into everything, but you could argue. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could, make, I could make case for uh, Fragments of Time. So after Fragments of Time, we move into track 12, which is Doing It Right, featuring Panda Bear, which I, I know Paul's got stuff to say. I've got stuff to say. Yeah. Welcome to the Paul's Hot Takes Hour. Hot takes coming fast. We had Greg's spicy takes last week. So, uh, Paul, would you like to bring you sp the spiciest of takes? Hot take number one. 
worst song in the album got him absolutely yeah this song it had to be one of them yeah i'm gonna say this song kind of sucks <laughs> it's better than a lot of things but it's bad for daft punk i think we were talking about it um off AO. that this this song definitely is like it's not bad it's not bad and it's also it's well known mm-hmm. yeah it's the i feel like it's the worst song off the album it's just like compared to some of the stuff we did last week where we actively hated songs off that album oh yeah this is this this is a banger by comparison oh it's yeah. just like the rest of this album is so good that this one's just like uh eh. but it's like i still don't skip this song i still don't like i still listen no. to it which means it's like it's not bad it's just like and i it's also like i know it's for some people because i remember in my circle back in college, Panda Bear was huge. I have no clue what happened to Panda Bear after this. <laughs> Animal Collective. I don't. Oh right, yeah, a yeah, lot Animal. Of them. Yeah. Oh my god, everyone. My, I had some people. They loved Animal Collective. Um, that's right. Now, that that's why Pan. That's what Panda Bear was from. So yeah, but I'm I'm with you. I I this song just like is the least groovy of all the songs on the album. Like it's just like yeah. it's a different thing. The chorus is kind of empty. Like, mm-hmm. where they kind of have, like, the duh, 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 duh. <laughs> like, it just, it didn't quite do it for me. And this song was the reason, um, because I had, I had a, a hypothesis that I wanted to test. Was that if I listened to this in reverse, I would like doing it right. And I might feel a bit lukewarm on uh, the game of love. Because I kind of wondered if that came later, would I not? enjoy as much but i was wrong that song still slaps this one is still meh (laughs) yeah i think i think meh is a good way to describe it especially in like everything because literally until you said it was meh and said it was the worst song on the album and this not isn't me being easily swayed you're right as far as strength goes (laughs) yeah this this is not not a strong one yeah of all the songs i feel like they might have phoned in like because this one's like repetition is good lose it you lose yourself to dance is like repetitive but they build they do stuff with it the repetition here is just is like it's not groovy it doesn't like build it's just like it it feels like it goes on for four minutes but you aren't like gaining anything like what you hear in the first minute is what you're going to hear in the fourth minute it is the kind of standard song structure that does not have julian to make it cool <laughs> Yeah, well, and also you just don't have other Daft Punk elements in this that are bringing, are pulling it along either. Like it, like you said, it's a little sparse, it's a little empty, it's a little, it's, it's just, a, it's a different style of song, which this could work in a different album. Like, you can have music like this that works, it's just like, after the rest of this album has been so funky, so groovy, this one just is not there. It's not at that level. Yeah, it's surrounded by titans, and it's like a human <laughs> in greek mythology of all the songs where it's just like i could just cut this one and just go on i i i if this if the song if the album was 12 tracks and this one wasn't there i i wouldn't complain but i'm i wouldn't miss it i'll say that yeah this could have just been a single this falls this falls in i mean i don't dislike it right exactly i don't think it adds anything yeah <laughs> doesn't add i don't think it i don't think it takes too much away though i think it's no it doesn't i think it's fine <laughs> yeah it like for me it's it's kind of like when the straight a kid gets a b on an exam just you know it's it's not gonna really like bring it down too much 
But it's just like a slight blip on the radar. Yeah. Now, if it went on like long ago, if there was a couple more songs like it, I, you know, then we start talking. But like, and, and I'm also, again, I assume those people who like that style, there's obviously people who like Panda Bear, where they could have been as the same way I was like Strokes and Daft Punk. Amazing. People could have been like Panda Bear and Daft Punk. Amazing. Like, it yeah. exists. Those, pe- those people exist. I knew them. <laughs> yeah. I don't really think he's an awful like vocalist or anything. Like, I think he honestly held up his side of it i think it was actually more of daft punk that didn't like do their yeah. thing as much <laughs> to be honest like i think his voice is fine it's kind of comparable to a lot of the features other than julian because he's very unique as a vocalist but just like standard male voice number three like they could have done a lot with it Track number 13, which is Contact. Because I don't think that... There's not a better album closer on this planet. <laughs> yeah, this is... This is very, that high art. <laughs> this is the highest of art. So so I think I mentioned at some point, the first 12 tracks they did, they strictly did analog instruments. They, you know, no electronics, no... None of that stuff. Um, this song is the one that they said, we're going to end the album with... Um, we're going to, like, do the thing that you know Daft Punk can do. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love the way that this starts. I think it is so poetic. I think it's, I like, I think all, I'm, all Americans at least have, like, we, we've been, like, um, propagandized into, like, having NASA sounds, like, be cool. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what What NASA sample is that? I didn't look it up. Surprise. It's not. It's not right. No, no. I mean, it, it it is a no, no. It is. Is it like an Apollo mission or something? I I don't know. I think they have. Oh, I thought it. I thought they just did it artistically. No, I no, did no. not really. I, oh, okay. Well, they did it. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm I'm searching. They were talking about style. Like no, I mean all the recordings of like all like just the random stuff that they said for like days on end. Like they have recordings of it, and people like listen to them just because people like listening to astronaut chatter. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Apollo 17. Apollo 17. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Today I learned. No, that one that one's real. It, all, yeah, so we all have that. So it's like like for me, I get I get like the chills when I'm listening to that just because I know what the rest of the song is gonna be. So it's it's almost like the uh, I, I Pavlov's Bell. No, no, I was gonna say it's because as a uh, spoiled uh upper middle white child, um, it's like rock and roller coaster to me. Like you have those you have these <laughs> sounds, like like you just because you know what's after it is this like huge oh, yeah. high so the moment you heal like the well it, I think there's the countdown mm-hmm. like here you even have like the 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 piano behind it so you you get more and more anticipation as the nasa the astronauts are talking the dun, 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 dun. it's like it's like that keeps going and then um and then you're like off to the races and <laughs> Like the you get the electronics out of the gate, so you immediately know like, hey, this song is way different than the rest of this album. Like, it, you almost get like it, you know. It's like the fact that you went this long without the electronics to get them is like, it's so much more thrilling when you get all all of this stuff as the last song. Like a- after not having it for an hour, like it's a, it's great to have the electronics. Yeah, it is nice. I'm going to say my two cents now because I want to let you guys rave about it and I don't want to end on my, you know, negativeness. I really, I did enjoy the opening. I like, I could tell I would love this song if it didn't have increasingly loud 
like high pitched building static. You noise. mean the best part of the song? Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. So that so that I can I appreciate why it's there and what it's doing, but if you hate it, you hate it. Like I want I want to be someone who likes it because it's just building this whole time. I'm like, yeah, I, I can tell why this is great, but I am in pain. <laughs> So I, I forced myself to listen to it once. I appreciate that it's an amazing closer, what it's doing, and I have to skip this. I have to end the album before I get through it because I can't. So you can, we'll, we'll talk about what you can do later, but um, we're going to ignore your spicy take. So Paul. Yeah, Michael, let's circle <laughs> off over here. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Pretend what Casey said doesn't matter because it doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, the, uh, I think other than, uh, this is the other song that is just a, I, I also wrote, is the masterclass in build and anticipation. The yes. way this song builds is lovely. <laughs> like, okay, so be- before the, like, higher and higher pitch stuff. Yes. Um, like, what did I write in my notes? And there's even, like, some distortion starting to happen, like, around the middle mm-hmm. of the song. And all the time uh, stamp. I, yeah, I have... um. At 222, there's actual, like, static. Yeah, and then the main kind of instrumental uh, line kind of rips back into sounding clear. Like, yeah. that part, I was like, oof, that's so nice. You get, at 144, the drums just let loose, and so does the bass. Like So they, at, they have, like, the different instruments, they just kind of let go. Like, they just start going. Like, like everybody, like, it's at 314 where everything is bonkers, right? Like yeah, everything has yeah. come together, but they start like it's it's almost like like it's like a rocket, like how you have stages of a rocket to like launch it. Yeah. Where it's just like you let the drums go at one forty four, so now the drums are just they're already playing the three fourteen part, and then you let the bass go, and then every you know you just have certain parts, and then by three fourteen everything is going. Yeah, it's like you're just seeing mashed with sounds and it does take i think a few listens to parse through it but it is there and and then like um that build-up that casey hates is starting like it's growing it's growing and so, like oh eventually it overtakes that and i wrote in my notes um it makes me feel as though uh, you're not a big movie person are you michael ah absolutely not okay casey are you still here oh uh, kind of yeah okay um <laughs> Okay, so at least, even if you didn't like it, have you, like, you've seen Star Wars, obviously. Have you seen Interstellar? Yes. No. Okay, uh, spoil alert for Interstellar that, like, is, like, ten years <laughs> old. But, I mean, there's, like, one part where he's, like, shifting dimensions, and that, this kind of thing, like, in the Millennium Falcon, where they have to, like, go into, like, hyper speed. This, this really reminds me of that. Like, you're accelerating, 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 like, breaking the speed barrier, breaking the sound barrier, breaking the light barrier. That's what I find that I love so much about it. I, <laughs> like, everything about that section, like, you've got, the bass is doing, like, almost like an Iron Maiden galloping. Like, the yes. bass is just, like, like, it's, like, out of a metal song, like, what the, the, what the bass is doing. Like, there's that much energy. The drums are nuts. <laughs> um, the synth line um, and the electronic loudness. And the thing that I do is, I, so I have, I have a nice amplifier which, with an actual analog volume knob. And I, before I had that, I just used the, the, the volume on the keyboard. But as, it, as the screechiness gets louder, I turn the volume up gradually with the song. Like, Ooh, that's bold. 
oh, it's so much better if you just keep making it louder and louder. Like <laughs> the anti-Casey you, defense. <laughs> you can't play this song loud enough. Like when it gets to that section, like you want to tone it up. You want because the same way, like you're about to blast it, you want to blow yo yos out with this song. It is so good. Yeah. In fact, this this part of this song, like w- with all of my uh listens throughout the years this is definitely it w- It was the catalyst of liking more experimental like noisy stuff uh do you got mm. any i doubt casey knows them she would probably be disgusted by this band um <laughs> do you know the band shushu no oh it's it'll spelled like xiu xiu okay my ears listening to contact walked so my ears could run with shushu like that kind of like a more abrasive tone so I, it was pretty much the opposite of Casey, where this like <laughs> trained my ear to be able to deal with some of like the dissonant and like almost like anxiety inducing. Yeah, anxiety inducing. <laughs> guess guess what? I don't need more of. Yeah. <laughs> he found it. He figured it out. <laughs> of all the things that pays to have like good headphones, to listen to stuff. This section right here, um, I think. Uh, mkbhd who does tech reviews on um youtube he he said contact is his go-to song to test headphones out with oh because if it can play contact correctly it can play it it can play anything correctly that's smart to be able to handle that section like you need to be able like headphones need to be able to play all sorts of tones at the same time and space them correctly for that to sound as good as it sounds because there was so much happening, and so, it's all so loud, but it all works together so perfectly. And then it 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 goes longer than you think it will. Like you think, like ah, it's- yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. You're like you always think like it's almost done. Like it's almost gone as high as it can. And it keeps going higher. Please, I'm ready to cry. Can we move on? No, you want that. You, you keep toning the volume louder. You. It's great. And it was just so sad because I really liked what was behind it. I liked what was happening behind <laughs> the noise. <laughs> the best part is that it stops that like ex- like ex- the high heightening sound, and then it starts again and adds like more. <laughs> this I yeah. couldn't pinpoint the sound, even my notes. Like I don't know the sound it's, is, but I, it adds um, something. I said, "Oh, then it goes away, and you think you're out of it, but nope, it comes back, <laughs> and this time it's not over. Cool piano." <laughs> <laughs> I was not I was not thrilled. <laughs> uh, get your takes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I I I know I'm not alone here. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. But but after it doesn't, I I think it's poetic the way that um the song and the album ends with all these like breaking noises. Like it just like you you like it's, you know, it's like it boned out. Like the rocket just <laughs> you just you did everything you can and it's just like everything broke <laughs> like because the, the whole outro of the song is this like it's breaking it's slowing down you, like, you hear the crinkling the electronic noises like stop like everything's broken now <laughs> like you just... yeah it's like you ran out of gas and you're just like drifting like across the earth like ruining whatever <laughs> spacecraft you're in <laughs> it's it's beautiful yeah i guess that made contact like a landing of some so, yeah yeah so, something like that and i think it's just like it's it's a super poetic way just to end the album out with that i think it perfect perfect closer 
yeah, personally, that's like what I have to say about all the tracks. Do you guys have more stuff? I did want to quickly mention um, that what Casey can do for the outro is um, there was actually a 14th song. It was a Japan bonus track. It's called Horizon, which I didn't write notes on, um, but it's a soft, like, acoustic outro, like, just more of those soundscapes of just, like, like, I mean, honestly, like, what you would think of, like, if you're just, like, looking over the horizon, and it's just, like, it's very soft and calming. I say for Casey, uh, just... What you do is you get Horizon, you just delete Contact off the album. You yeah. put Horizon as song. And I put that there. Yeah, you'd like <laughs> you'd like Horizon. I don't like Horizon because I think you end with Contact and like I like Horizon. It, it's it's not meant to be like the song after it because it's a bonus track. Um, it just happens to be after Contact. It could be the uh, ending track for those of us who mm-hmm. um can't handle yeah. Contact. <laughs> Your canon can be uh, Horizon Ends the Album, and I think you'd like that. I, I would prefer it. It would make <laughs> me feel better. <laughs> it's like you can choose you can choose two options. You can go the, the high energy ending or the low energy ending, and you can you can I'm not the director, but it's like a director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alternate ending. I saw um like I just looked at some Daft Punk wiki. I have no idea how accurate it is, but it says like it's slow did tempo. They, did they mention how I know Beyond? <laughs> no. <laughs> just no. Ask how does Casey know Beyond? But it, it says it's a slow tempo like composition reminiscent of Pink Floyd. I haven't listened to like a, as probably as much Pink Floyd as either of you, but I, I yeah I heard it. <laughs> I'd be worried if you had listened to as much Pink Floyd as I have. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know if that'd be possible. They aren't, hey. like, on my normal rotation. I appreciate them. They're not on my normal rotation, though. Yeah, no, it's just a, it's a soft, just, like, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a vibe. <laughs> yeah. It's a chiller. It's a different vibe. Yeah, oh, yes, very, <laughs> very different vibe. Yeah, so that is the album. Yeah, there's, there's, like, it's, it's like, there's, there's only so much to say, like, we, that we haven't said. It's... I, think, I think we've said most of it. I, I mean, this, this album has a bunch of singles that pe- were well-known so it was album of the year <laughs> it was album of, like people if even if they don't know the album they know a lot from it yeah but i i really as someone who was that person up until yesterday i do i love how they all fit in mm-hmm. i love how this album all works together it was neat hearing it's like i don't know it's like when you have a group of friends or like a couple really people you get to know really well but then you see them like with their family and how they all work with their family. It's yeah. Like, oh, look at that. <laughs> look at them. <laughs> it's a very harmonious family. <laughs> <laughs> they all work together. Yeah, it's not a real family. <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> well, you've got some quirky people in there. But, but they still work in the family, though. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah. what they're up to. They, they didn't, like, burn out. It's like, well, like I said, well, there'll be a couple times in the show where we're going to, like, for the fun of it and just like it's fun to discuss albums like this like we are it's like i feel like everyone's familiar with the album so it's like i i said we aren't like at and like, in the start of the show I, I think we said like we're not gonna like do too many like classic classic albums because it's like what is there to say but every once in a while we'll we'll indulge ourselves and be like yes <laughs> this album yeah i do think there's more to say with this one because it's only from 2013 but i think it for, i don't know for me I, I assume a lot of um, Daft Punk fans might not have it as their number one. Yeah, Discovery. People people love Discovery. This is more my style than Discovery. I yes. This is my favorite from them. 
other than the Tron soundtrack, April Fools. No, <laughs> you know the uh, no people loved uh, Discovery because I mean to be fair that you know definitely for like the millennial generation, like the the younger millennials, like Discovery came out in two thousand one. So if you're like an you know you're an eighty six eighty seven baby, you're, you know that's the start of high school, like that's a big deal. Like that whole yeah. scene of music was they were like they did a ton of amazing sample work inside of Discovery, which and this was back in two thousand one when sampling and electronic music was this new thing this that you know that people weren't really sampling electronic music and then that became huge after that so like that that funk did so much pioneering in the space so that that an album like that is special and it i mean it's still an amazing record but yes i i agree with you right? this is this is my jam and i mean obviously a lot of other people agree <laughs> yeah this is definitely like, I think this is probably their most accessible, like, not a lot of people love, I mean, I, a lot of people love, like, the kind of pure electronic stuff, but it does mm. turn off other people. I think this is maybe potentially the one that could get the most widespread love, even if the hardcore fans don't love it as much. No, I think it, I think it's a timeless album. I think you can be old and listen to it and think, oh, this reminds me of funk and disco. You can be new and say, this reminds me of electronic music. You, like i think this will be one of those albums that just like you'll be you'll be able to be 10 20 30 years from now and still like this album will be like hey you should you should check out that album like it's just like it's going to work forever and i, I think it's also like it's it you know it's obviously sad that there will be no more daft punk albums but it's like if you're going to go out on an album like yeah th this was a this is a fantastic album to go out on like like they didn't have they didn't write too many albums but like to have like be able to pioneer a genre and do something like this is like still an amazing um feat for for an act to be able to do yeah that they end on a good note they've given us enough honestly <laughs> yeah i mean you know again they they did they did a really good job for years and like they'd been around since the 90s so like yeah <laughs> doing something for 20 years is is uh impressive i agree yeah so uh Rate, rating this album is super easy for me. <laughs> I'm, let, I'm letting you two rate this one. I, I listened to a few episodes, so it's out of seven? Yes, it's out of seven. Okay. For me, yeah, I know what mine is. <laughs> My, mine is mine is the very, very easy, simple seven out of seven. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. It, okay. No questions. Yeah, mine's six. Cut, doing it right, it's a seven. Like, <laughs> if I can do is like point fives, I, it would be an easy 6.5. I personally would rate this a six, but I also don't have that, like, Michael, Michael, you have a meme you send to your best friend every time you listen to this album. So, yes, it is a seven. <laughs> yeah, it better yeah. be. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, again, I think it's timeless. I I think it's an album anyone can get into, and I think it's, uh, like, I love every song on here. Like, I love the experience of listening to the whole album, and, like, every time I listen to the album, like, I've listened to the whole album over a hundred times easily and like every single song like i love when it comes on it's like you can get into it it's just like i think it's i think it's just gonna be one of those albums like i said that yeah i think, I think that's I think. appropriate for you especially like you've listened to it more than me i think like i mean it's kind of weird to say like you and you like this more than me but i honestly think you're more into it than me and i'm into <laughs> it a lot so yeah it makes sense oh, for you to give it perfect yeah, <laughs> yeah i those those few albums like i I forget. I've I haven't updated my like top albums of all time list in a while. Um, every once in a while, I'll I want to pick one of those. Um, right now, I've got 
Van Max's memory is like sitting around 11, which is that's respectable. Pretty good. Like there's only so much um there's only so much Pink Floyd I can put in the top 10 of which Oh this... yeah. <laughs> but okay, this, don't this... worry dear listeners when sometime when I return you're going to see some hot takes for what deserves a 7 from my book. <laughs> your your 7 book is very different than my 7 book. Oh yeah. So yes, uh, rated um we've got Did Oh, we... oh my god, we haven't Wait, done to- we... we we are we are gazillion hours deep and we haven't done fallout yet oh lord wait wait uh michael yes for the rating i just want to clarify two of us said six one of us said seven ah yeah it me can we do 6.5 for me or is that not possible no we don't we already said we won't do half ratings i would just because there's two two of us that are three i would say a six but i would put in the note it's it's a michael seven like it's a seven for michael like I, i want i want people to know that it's a seven but i will say that Two thirds of us did say six. Yes. Yeah. Well, you guys are wrong, can, so can, that's fine. <laughs> I, yeah, we can be wrong, but I'm just saying if you want to say six, I don't write. The, I don't write the number anywhere, anywhere publicly. So like, oh, you don't? Okay. <laughs> I thought. I thought you. That's true. I don't want people just to be able to scroll down and be like, ah, they they liked it. Oh, they didn't. Like, <laughs> why did I think you did? Uh, I, I write I, it in the in our giant album database. I have a rating section. Okay. Tab. <laughs> That's that's why. It's well it's well Steven Wilson's album still has a negative one. <laughs> because we didn't know how to rate it. So yeah, I will write in the document uh seven and we'll just pretend. Yes, that- that's fine. Since it, yeah. since it's just you're the one making the notes, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Um I almost was gonna talk about next week's album. We have to discuss we have follow out because good lord the show is only eighteen hours long right now. The fact that he, Bill Wartz, did I'm a princess, like disappeared for an entire year and everyone was like what happened to Bill Woods? And all he was doing, I'm assuming, was learning how to animate in three dimensions. <laughs> I saw that YouTube comment, like something similar to that. I, I don't, I like, I've, this is my intro to him. I thought it was hilarious. Anyways, I'm a Princess came out. Super excited. 3D animation. The song is super catchy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I love, um, he does, yeah, it, like so many little, instruments come and go and then mm-hmm. i especially liked i don't i don't know the timestamp, but on the lyric afternoon like this quick harmonization and then it's back to just him again like that kind of thing i love in a song all afternoon you you can just go binge all of bill Walt's stuff because he has one of those artists that just has such a unique style. He's got a unique style of video, but then also a unique sound of just like the way he presents songs and topics of just like very musical harmony ideas off the wall. Like, Yeah, yeah. It's like if you like randomness, Bill Waltz is for you. <laughs> I, I did enjoy that video and the song. And... I like the ending. That last line was pretty funny. Just a little jarring in a good way. Ah, I read that incorrectly. Yeah. <laughs> and I wrote down this as a note without any context. Respect me, I'm a princess. That's perfect. <laughs> that that speaks to you, like, directly. Yes. And also, uh, my note is, why does he say Chaka Khan? Please help me. That's another note I had. <laughs> Chaka Khan. <laughs> what, what is that? Okay, just interjection. He he exists in this completely random space, and I love it. Yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, you're you're gonna you're in for a treat when you binge all this other stuff because it is. So, um, next week 
let's uh let's do next week's next week is episode 12 it's not episode 13 so next week we'll be checking out floating points pharaoh sandos and the london symphony orchestra's 2021 collaboration release promises i mean i want i want to listen to that um yeah it is it came out uh last it came out like i think last friday um it is i i don't even want to i don't have like words to describe um it's an experience, let me put it that way, because it is three completely different genres of musicians coming together to do this, and it it's it's something. It's it's good. Uh, <laughs> I've I've been enjoying it. Um, that that'll be next week, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> cool. That does sound cool. That does sound like a cool like concept for an album. I'll definitely listen to it, even though I won't be on the podcast. I will listen. <laughs> yeah. Just in for context, because I didn't know any of these people. Uh, Floating Points is an electronic producer. Pharaoh Sandoz is a jazz saxophonist who is 80 at this point and ha- apparently was huge back in the day. Um, and so did not know that. And then the London Symphony Orchestra is a symphony orchestra in London. So. I, no, I did not know. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> so I think. So, yeah, their collaboration is just like genre. It's genre bending. Uh, that and we like genre bending around here. Oh yeah. So after we got, I've got three hours and forty-one minutes. Nice. Right now for audio. I'm just so curious. The end product of this, when it comes onto the regular feed, how long is it actually going to be? We'll see. The 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 Lord will edit this episode. Uh, Casey, would you like to spare us? Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you listen to your pods on. We do appreciate it. Talk to you next week, and we'll catch you on the B-side.